Spring of Life Fellowship and its pastor, Joaquin G. Molina, invites you to listen to a message of restoration and strengthening for your life. Be a part of the vision, changing the world. Let's pray. Father, thank you this day that you have made for us to rejoice and be glad. We pray, O oh God, that our gathering here to worship you, to serve you, to know you, would be so pure in its pursuit that you are pleased and that you receive our spiritual act of worship with great acceptance. For we want to do everything according to your desire. We want to see you fill this place with your glory. We want to see evidence of your spirit working in the hearts of men, transforming them into the image of Christ. We pray, Father God, that the provisions of this table this year will serve that purpose and that we would walk in obedience to your word, uh, understanding your lead for our purpose this year, and that your word would be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Increase our faith, Lord. Increase the places where there's weakness. You be glorified in might and strength. We give you thanks for what has happened in the previous 17 years. And we give you all the glory, all the honor, all the power, O oh God, belongs to you. That you fulfill that which you have set us apart for. And that you prepare us for the same. That we would be a blessing to all the families upon the earth. That people would be healed, restored, renewed in this spring, O oh God, of life. We pray, Father God, that the fear of God continue to be our desire on a constant basis and that our character would mature as we become responsible in the stewardship of everything you bestow in this house, O oh God. We give you thanks for the gifts. We give you thanks for the ministries. We give you thanks for the ministers, O oh God, and the families that you have entrusted to this place. And we pray that you fill us all with the Holy Spirit and that our lamps are full with the oil, knowing that your coming is imminent, O oh God. And we want to be blameless upon your return. We pray that you would prosper your word this morning in the hearts of your people. That we might welcome the ministry of your word and see it fashion in us the excellence of the treasure that you have deposited in this earthen vessel, O oh God. We give you thanks. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. 1 John chapter 5, verse 4, we were talking about why faith will be our central theme this year. Um, it's whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Why does it overcome the world? Because it's, it's a victory that is uh, sought out uh, as a measure of our faith. It says, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. Um, nothing else is able to accomplish the work of God upon the earth but those that access the... the, the uh, the, the inventory of heaven uh, by faith. We were talking about this on um, the new year as we mentioned um, Hebrews chapter 11. We were talking about how these men, this is the hall of faith where all the heroes of faith are listed in Hebrews 11. And as they were pursuing God, listening to his voice, they walked in obedience to a voice that was above the earthly realm. Um, this is, we can start in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Faith is substance 
of those things we hope for, we are waiting for. It's the weight of reality of the things that we expect from God, and it's the proof of those things that we have not seen yet. Uh, how do we know? How do we wait for them? Because we have faith. Verse 2 says, the elders obtained a good testimony, uh, a good report. Those that went before us were able to get a thumbs up from God because of the faith that they grasped. By faith, Noah built an ark. By faith, Abraham had a son. Uh, by faith, Moses delivered uh, the, from the Egyptians um, the people of God. And so verse 3 says that they understood. By faith, we understand. This is what, what allows us to move in the realm of faith. That the world were framed by the word of God. Faith is an issue of the word of God. Those that lose their faith are those that stop listening to God. Faith is the uh, fruit of hearing the voice of God. Even when everything is contrary, God says, I'm in it, you wait, and it's going to come to pass. There is no issue with that. It's not, even, it's not even there. So that the things which are seen, everything that will come about is made of the things which are, uh, were not made of the things which are visible. So everything that came about, is, it doesn't come about because you're able to see it. The realm of faith is the realm of the unknown, known to God, but not easily observable in that realm. So a lot of the things that God is going to do in our life hasn't to do with the evidence of the things that we're seeing, but it's in a further realm. So we don't walk by sight, the Bible says. Uh, we walk by faith. And so there it is in 1 John chapter 4, Verse five, uh, chapter 5, verse 5, um, it goes a little bit further. Who is he who overcomes the world? We talked about it's our faith that gives us the victory, but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. This is the central focus of our faith. Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And everything that relates to our faith walk is founded on Christ. We can't be divorced from the character and person of Christ and, and prevail in our faith. Um, the one who gives us strength, the one that, that is able to sustain us in the midst of doubt is going back to call upon the name of Jesus. Um, and it is there that says that uh, these that will overcome in this world of faith is not placed upon anything else but Christ the Son of God. This is, this is central to our faith. Um, whenever you're lost in any lack of understanding with faith, don't try to go to biblical studies or theology or some teaching. Go to Christ. Go to the person of Jesus. Don't allow the devil to get you too sophisticated. Uh, our eyes, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, says that that our eyes are upon the author and finisher of our faith. Looking unto Jesus. This, is, this needs to happen. If, if you somehow got too smart for your pants, and some people do. They know so much church. They, they know so much ministry. They know so much theology. They have so much vision, but they've lost sight of Christ. And this is where we start today. We, we're, we want to, uh, I don't want to, and, and this, is, this has happened before, some people 
raise themselves above the Lord. They're no, no longer acting in the testimony, in the clothe yourself with the humility, with Christ. They, they have gone beyond. And you get lost. And you get shipwrecked. And life becomes a mess. But the author and the finish of our faith is Jesus Christ. Look unto him. And then as you look unto him, you will be renewed in your passion. You'll be fixed in this regards. So we go back to Romans chapter 5 verse 1. And in Christ, everything has been settled. It's this central figure of who he is that all things, and this is going uh, uh, to be a mystery for some of you, because I didn't understand it for some years. How coming to Jesus will fix my past? Like that, that, that doesn't make sense to me. I know Jesus is here for me now and there's a hope for him to be there in my future. But being here long enough, understanding that in Jesus, even our past is redeemed. So there's no regrets. There's no uh, if I would have, should have, could have. Uh, there's something about salvation that is complete. And so since we've been justified by faith, there we can have peace with God. And this is in our Lord Jesus Christ. What does Jesus Christ do that allows us to have peace with God? Verse 2. We have access by faith to grace. Jesus will open the door through faith in a substance called grace in which we stand. And this grace means open windows of heaven. I believe that the frustration, I write that in the book, Restoring the Gates to Prevail, the frustration of many Christians is they think that, that there is no provision in God. They're going to miss out when Christ is the very provision of the hope of glory. All things poured out from heaven towards your life through Christ to see his glory. And so that causes us to prevail, causes us to persevere. Um, 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18 says, As we look at him with nothing in front of our faces, as in the mirror we behold the glory of God, this allows us to be transformed into his image from glory to glory through the Spirit of the Lord. Um, we're always looking to the side to measure our existence. I was talking to some people this week and saying that the travesty and the loss of many Christians is because they're looking to the side. They're looking at, at how he is not walking like he, how she is falling short, how they. And so this, this horizontal looking causes a compromise in our hearts. I have people to this day say, well, Charlie didn't wait on God and it's going good for him. I said, Charlie is, uh, is not going to fare too well not waiting upon God. There's going to be issues when we compromise our faith. There's going to be fruit of that negotiation. So as we look to the side, we might compromise and negotiate our consecration and our faith. But as we look to Jesus... He, he slam dunked it. He was 30 years old and he says, I'm not doing anything but what the Father tells me. I'm living for the Father's glory. And so that's a good measure. Um, that's, that's my standard also. Whenever I get to begin to say, well, 
and, and then Christ, is his measure and standard is way above what is in the natural plane. So we're not looking. If you want to go get shipwrecked, um, start looking in your surroundings. Um, but if you look at Christ, you're going to see a huge introduction to a glorious life. And that's where it says in John 14, verse 6, he, he, he signaled the way to man. He says, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Uh, let's eliminate today everything that we have set up as our artificial life support and go straight to the source of life, which is Christ. He's, he's the source of our direction. Um, to be looking at the clouds, to see the storms of life, to see situations becomes a very uh, tricky scenario. Uh, we get to lose our way in that regards. Um, this is 30 years into it. Um, and I, I, again, we start our first service this year. And, and we need to go back to the very foundation of our faith. Jesus, where are you? I want to be in you. I want to be connected. I want, to be, I want the life to flow from my relationship with you. Acts 2.14 uh, says that we will find escape and salvation in no other. For uh, 2.14, I'm sorry, Acts 2.14. Neither is there salvation in any other. There's no rescue. He's central to this salvation. And in that regards, um, let me find that because I, I misquoted. Let's go to uh, Acts 4.12. There is salvation in no other. What, what are your rescue ships called uh, for Latinos many times is mama. Mommy! Uh, sometimes it's the U.S. dollar. Sometimes it's a credit card, a loan. The, the truth of the matter is the provision and salvation is under no other name, under heaven, among men, which we must be saved. It's Christ Jesus, our sole source of salvation. And... And it's, it's, it, it addresses everything. It's, it's a, complete, uh, a complete salvation. It's perfect. 1 Timothy 2.5, this, this lapse of going to third parties, the Bible says there's only one central figure between God and man. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. He's central to finding out uh, Everything that considers what we're going to live in this life. Whatever the issues are, uh, we can be lost in the details. But if we go back to the central figure of our faith, we're going to see that, that this uh, encapsulates everything that we will ever address. The name of Jesus is wiser than any wisdom upon the earth. The name of Jesus is light uh, of clarity way beyond any uh, resolution of inquiries and questions we might have. Uh, the difficulties, that which leads man to confusion and to chaos, that which leads to despair and, and darkness, all that stuff comes to an end when Jesus shows up on the scene. And so it's necessary. Yeah, you could, you could clap. That's a, a powerful reality. Um, Philosophers have, have tried to philosophize 
religious people have tried to uh, theologize and, and bring uh, all sorts. And the more they do, the more confusion sets in. But Jesus becomes central to our pursuit for the things of God. Um, he was the, the pathway and the substance for God to show up on the earth in an incredible measure. We, we read this in um, John chapter 1, verse 14. It says that the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. The glory, we, we were able to see the, the glory of the only begotten of the Father. And these two, these are the two parameters that Christ will lead you to. A full measure of grace, a full measure of truth. You're not going to be set on a rabbit trail. You're not going to be lost. In him was the fullness of the Godhead. As we see him, as we pursue him, as we pray and spend time in his presence, uh, there's going to be the measure of heaven coming down at levels that far surpass your capacity to understand. Um, this, this measure of Christ coming into our lives in, in great capacity and degree begins to dispel things that are confusing um, there in verse 7 let's go to verse uh, 3 first let's go to verse 3 John chapter 1 verse 3 listen to these words all things were made through him central in the forming of everything that's going to take place upon the earth is through him without him nothing was made that was made our pursuits that have nothing to do with jesus are a waste of time are a waste of energy are a waste of resources uh, people who spend 40 years going around in the desert you know they're, they're just stuck in a cyclical atmosphere of never going forward have lost sight of Christ verse 4 in him was life and when we begin to live that life that life was the light of men there's clarity there's confusion outside of Christ but in Christ everything is dispelled it's happening in a realm uh, that's supernatural and we partake in this in Christ uh, walking this out in faith verse 5 that light that light that manifest presence shines in darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it they, they don't understand how this was plausible how he was to come and to bring resolution to the issues in our life um, we continue to go in 2 Corinthians 11.2 when Paul was dealing with such a difficult church like the Corinthians. Uh, some people might think that Mars Hill was a, an infected uh, climate and community of faith. But the truth of the matter is that the Corinthians was worse, a lot worse in their, in their craziness spiritually speaking. And so Paul writes these words, I am jealous for you. I have zeal 
uh, I'm concerned about you at the greatest level. For I want to introduce you, betroth, marry you to one husband, that I might present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. Um, I don't know if you know uh, what it is to be married to an old hag, to a grumpy, uh, bitter, uh, you know, totally unrenewed presence. Um, and he says, no. Christ is looking for a good-looking bride. He's looking for somebody whose countenance is bright, whose expectation and hope is renewed, not tired, not, not run down. He says, I want to introduce you to him. And, okay, Paul, what is the issue then? Verse 3, I'm concerned, I fear, lest somehow Satan has crept in and deceived you as he deceived Eve by his craftiness. He's so tricky. He's asking you questions to capture your heart away from God's design and purpose. Uh, are you listening to the devil's thoughts louder than you are to Christ's uh, wooing? Uh, it makes for a horrible existence uh, to be listening to somebody that wants to corrupt your mind. So your minds may be corrupted from, and this is it, ready? The simplicity that is in Christ. Derek Prince used to say that, that those that make things complicated have issue. Those that have lost the simplicity have lost the fear of God. And so the simplicity, even, even the, the thought and cynical belief of, man, this is so elementary this morning. I pray and hope that you never be able to get so sophisticated that you reason Christ out of your existence. That you reason Jesus out of your need. That you don't understand that in him is the fullness of the provision of God for our lives. So here he says, verse 4, if anyone come to you preaching another Jesus, there's, there's another Jesus being offered in many people's lives. Or if you've received a different spirit which you have not received, a different gospel which you have not accepted, and he says, you guys are stuck in this. You guys welcome a different Jesus, a different spirit, a different gospel. But we need to go back to the simplicity of Christ. As we seek Christ and pursue him through faith, all things are freely given to us. Romans 8.32 He encapsules everything that God has for us. The ministry uh, that we receive is Christ. He did not spare his own son, but he delivered him up for us all. This is what God did. How shall he not, together with Christ... Also freely give us all things. Super important. Christ is, is the forefront of everything God is going to bring to the table. And we must not lose sight of Christ lest we lose sight of the things that are added to us. Um, the design and the purpose of, of our pursuing Christ in, in that is a full measure of, and we're going to see this now, a full measure of the design of God for our lives. Um, let's go to Corinthians. Let me find that verse real quick. 1 Corinthians 2, 12. As Christ becomes the source, the Spirit of God, 
is bestowed upon us that receive Christ, that pursue Christ. We have now received not the spirit of the world. This, this, there should not be the elements and the streams of the world in our hearts, in our lives, in our calling, but the spirit of him who is from God. What for? When we pursue Christ through faith, the spirit of God is revealed to us that we might know the things which have been freely given to us by God. Again, the transaction, he will give us all things together with Christ freely. And now the Spirit of God will show us what those things are. And he says in verse 13, he says, um, these things we also communicate. We speak not in the words of communication which men's wisdom teaches, but that which the Holy Spirit teaches and begins to compare spiritual things with spiritual there, there are words that we will learn um, in Christ through the Spirit of God. Listen, humility, obedience, all that is not the spirit of the world. They don't understand that. For them, that is darkness. They don't understand what obedience brings to our lives, what humility, what, what the spiritual aspects of serving, what, what the Bible talks about generosity. Learning how to walk in faith with regards to the stewardship. Um, there's a supernatural pathway towards prosperity that men do not know. If they would know it, they would all be pursuing it. But a few men have learned that, that being faithful with tithes and offering open up a realm of prosperity far beyond the money that you keep in your house that all it does is it brings it brings huge hostility uh, we were clearing out Maggie's father's uh, ranch yesterday and and she kept on saying you know something my dad was lied to his whole life he began he became a man who hoarded and withheld the things that God would put in his hands so you see it all there rot and corrupt but not only in that regards, those people that are around his life were wrought and corrupt with regards to no peace, no joy, no love, no authenticity. So as you release into the commandments of the Lord as, as led by faith and the word of God, that's, a, that's the only thing that leads us in that direction is faith in Christ Jesus. Um, we had a young man uh, come and say, listen, I want to get right with the church. I want to get right with uh, your family. I want to get right with the families of the church. I said, listen, your first priority is to get right with Jesus. Because if you're right with Jesus, you would never do anything against the church or the families at the church. Your issue is you have not connected to Jesus. So this becomes uh, so instrumental in our life. And, and again, people blinded that do not have faith that have not their visions uh, ample, um, they can't see the spiritual things. They can't use spiritual words. Um, the New Living Bible says, this is what we speak, not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in the words taught by the Spirit, explaining spiritual realities with Spirit-taught words. There's a wisdom of this world. You don't want to have that residing in your hearts. The, the world calls you dumb to take steps of faith in God. The, the reaping and the return of that is glorious. 
It's huge. It's God's faithfulness over you. Now, if you want to settle into earthly, natural wisdom, um, you're going to see that that's going to frustrate you in a, a great measure. In this spiritual world, looking for spiritual things, um, 1 Peter 1.5, Bible says that through this faith, as we walk out these realities, remember that this is only for people that are walking in faith. This is not, if you compare yourself to the outside world or let them come and compare with you, the difference will be that those that walk in faith are kept by the power of God. There's a shield. Another translation says, this shield of God's protection and his power, it comes through faith. It exists because we're in this atmosphere for salvation. And it's ready to be revealed in the last days. This, people, they look at our lives and they're like, why, why do they live like that? Why, why do they walk like that? Why do they think like that? And it's because faith. And it's faith in Christ Jesus who teaches us out of his word, freely giving us the things that God has uh, bestowed upon us. Uh, Colossians 1.19. It says it was the, God's good pleasure. It pleased God to have us all, um, to have all his fullness dwell in Christ. Everything that God has for us is embodied in Christ. Verse 20. And through him, he wants us to reconcile himself to all things. In other words, he wants to connect all things back to the provisions God has for us. Whether things on earth or things in heaven. Making peace through his blood shed on the cross. That sacrifice opened this up. Because at one time, verse 21, we were far from God. Once you were alienated from God, you were, you were totally disconnected and were enemies in your mind because of the evil of our deeds, the way we were, we were walking. Acts chapter 10 verse 42 says, Now he has ordered us to proclaim. Let's read that real quick. Acts 10 42. He commanded us, say with me, commanded, to preach to people. And to tell them, testify, that he is the one God appointed as judge of the living and the dead. He tells us that we're to tell other people of this reality. Not a suggestion, not an encouragement, but a reality. That we can tell people. What of? Verse 43. The prophets testified about him that everyone who believes in him will receive forgiveness of sin through his name. This cancellation... And, and you'll see that everybody who's stuck and is, is, is trapped in trespass, they're not going on with God's plan. They're not receiving His provision. Need to make a break from that through Christ. And in that regards, receive from Christ. Look what it says in, in Romans 4.3. As soon as we believe, just like Abraham believed, God credited to him as righteousness. To, to, in one instant, to put your confidence in Christ automatically makes you a receiver, a benefactor of everything God has for you. Um, 
This is, the, this is what has people freaked out a lot of times. Well, I'm not worthy of it. Listen, Christ is sufficient. Christ was the only thing that the Father would accept to open up the vast wealth of the heavens towards our life. The people that have issue with that are stuck. They can't go on with, with God's game plan because they have something stuck there in their conscience. But there he says real clearly, Romans 4, 3, as soon as Abraham believed, God made it all put together. He credited it. You know, um, it's an, uh, amazing. This morning I was dealing with Comcast and with our internet that is having issues. And so... I said, listen, we haven't had good internet for the last two weeks. We've, we've, we suffered on the 31st. Our media is suffering. Are you, are, we're going to credit you $100 to your account. As soon as we hear credit, we know, woo, I got happy. Listen, we got stuff in the, the deposited. As soon as we're credited with righteousness, how does this happen? Say with me, Jesus. Jesus. That's it. As soon as you... Take that step. We're going to see verse 4. It says like this. Now to the one who works, if you're working for something, your wages are not credited to you as a gift. But it's an obligation. They need to pay you because you worked. He's saying what God did is not something you worked for. It's not a credit you get based on an obligation to work. Verse 5. However, to a man who does not work, but places his confidence in God, who's the one that's able to justify the wicked, that's me, he's able to credit to those that are walking far from God, his faith is credited as righteousness. As soon as he believes in Christ, comes to Christ, turns back to Christ, he gets a credit as righteousness. Well, explain that to me a little bit more. Verse 6. David speaks of this when he speaks of the blessings upon the man to whom God credits righteousness apart from works. That God is going to God is going to do something not because of what the man has worked for, but because God desires to um, We're going to read this in verse 7. Blessed blessing upon those whose lawless deeds have been forgiven, whose sins have been covered. In Christ Jesus, the Lord cancels the debt and credits righteousness, credits the favor of God upon your life. That's why Christ is central to our faith. And he's a snare. He's a stumbling stone. He's an offense to some people. Well, how do you do that? Because God is God. And God does whatever he feels like it. And he has said, if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you and your family will be saved. All sins are forgiven. Uh, he continues on to say in verse 8, Blessed is he, is the man who sins, the Lord will never count against him. Who are these people? Who are these people? Whose debts have been canceled and inventory has been full of the provision of God's plan. That's me and you. It's the church. The world will never understand that. Verse 9. 
Is this blessing on the one who is circumcised, who's keeping the law, who's doing everything picture perfect, crossing his T's and dotting his I's, and also for the uncircumcised? We have been saying that Abraham's faith was credited to him as righteousness. This is what we have been saying the whole time. As soon as you believe, Christ begins to open the heaven gates at levels that are far too glorious. Um, one of the things that we see that has been entrusted to us is to be able to share our faith. You can't share what you don't have. So what is the message of our faith? 2 Corinthians 5.17 Again, if anyone is in Christ, if he is the central figure of our existence, if he explains everything, if everything is in Jesus and without him nothing is made, if anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation. All things have passed. The new has come. That, that, that is awesome. And then in the light of this reality, verse 18, all this is from God who reconnected us, reconciled us to himself through Christ. And because he's reconnected us, we have, he's given us a ministry of reconciliation. What is that? To make sure that all men know the gospel, know the life that's in Christ, know Jesus, to be able to come close to him. Verse 19, that God was reconciling the whole world to himself in Christ. Not counting men's sins against them. How many are, are counting men's sins against them? A couple of you guys. We've got a couple on him, a couple on her, a couple on that family. A couple. I'm adding. I'm keeping count. Christ is saying it's all gone. And the only one that's holding offense is those who have been set free and, and don't want to be set free. They don't want to come into the fullness, all things made new. That God was reconciling the world, not counting men's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. You know what that message is, right? Jesus. Jesus, 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 a thousand million times Jesus. Jesus. The pathway of our faith to God. Acts 16.30, as it became a little bit distraught for some people to find their salvation, the question was asked and resonates, and it will forevermore. And he brought them out and said, Sir, what must I do to be saved? What is the list of requirements? What is the expectation? What is the pathway of requirements? And this is it, verse 31. They answered, Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. You will be saved, and so will your family. So will your household. The source of plenty. Um, I've, I've had the, the explanation of a person that births a child into their ever-loving arms. And at the end of 20 years, the man hates family, hates God, hates women, hates life, hates existence. What happened there? You answer the question. No Jesus. Zero Jesus. There was no life. There was no light. There was no peace. And so we, we are the ones that bring all the travesty to bring and weigh men down with our toxic 
thinking, our, our super twisted hearts. And so we need to let Jesus in there quick. We need Jesus to, to come and, and save us. What must I do? Place your trust in Christ. Verse 32, then they spoke the word of the Lord to him. Believe in Jesus. How am I going to believe in Jesus? Going to his word. And to all the others in his house. They spoke the word of the Lord. Verse 33, he took them that same hour of the night and washed their stripes. This man began to have the evidence of uh, forgiveness in his heart. He washed their wounds. Then he, immediately he and all his family were baptized. They began to walk out their faith. In verse 34, now when he had brought them into his house, the invitation to his family, he set food before them and he rejoiced having believed in God with all his household. The man uh, was in it. He's pursuing faith in Christ Jesus. Romans 10, 9 says, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. If everything in your life, you place him at the forefront of the Lordship and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Put Christ in the context of everything taking place. And the Bible says the end result of this, Hebrews 11.33, this faith was able to overthrow kingdoms, entire subdue kingdoms, worked righteousness, they obtained promise. They stopped the mouth of lions and gossipers also. They stopped the mouth of those that, that were directed towards destroying them. You guys have no idea what I'm talking about. How words devour. Hebrews 6, 9. Because we have Christ, we are persuaded of better things that accompany this salvation. That's why we speak in this manner. I want to encourage you as the foundation of this year with regards to our faith. And, and we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna have an incredible time. We're going to see the power, the glory, the miracles, the wonders of faith as we pursue Christ and, and the manner and method and depth of this salvation. Philippians 3, 7. Paul says, it doesn't matter what I thought I was and what was valuable to me. Whatever things I thought were gain, I have counted as loss that I might obtain Christ. Verse 8. More than that, I count all things, not only the precious things, but anything that distracts me to be a uh, garbage, a loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord. And it's because of him I've suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I might gain Christ. I don't know what your pursuit is this year. I don't know what is in eyesight, in the wit of your wisdom. But as for me and my house, we're going to pursue Christ full blast. This household of faith will be just that. We're going to everything tied into uh, having a better relationship with Christ. When you see the Pharisees fasting for the sake of self-righteousness, that's not why we're going to fast this year. When you see uh, people reading scripture for depth of spiritual knowledge, that's not 
He says, you search the scriptures because in them you think you're going to find something. But I am he who they testify about. If you read the scripture, it's not so that you know more Bible verses. It's so that you're closer to Christ. And if you're praying and if you're tithing and you're offering and you're reading the Bible and you're fellowshipping and you're serving and you're pursuing your faith walk, let it all be done for the glory of God in Christ. Let it all be done with the purpose of being more like Christ every time. One of the accusations that were put up against Pastor Mark Driscoll during his 18 years as a, as a minister is his wrath, his anger, his profanity uh, towards people uh, with a desire for um, some type of excellence. Uh, I say let's, let's make sure that Christ is manifested in, in everything we do. Um, and and that, that is our pursuit. Let's stand today. Let's, let's watch that video if it's available. I want to read this last part before we see this video. And it says, Jesus was with God before the earth existed. Jesus was there with God before the earth was. And he left his glory with the Father and was born of a virgin and lived a perfect sinless life. He died on Calvary for our redemption and was raised again on the third day. Today he is in heaven and his sacrifice has provided a way for you to come to a saving faith. Being saved is fully the work of God. No one is saved by what he does or his works. No one is saved by their own efforts. It is by grace alone, in faith alone, by Jesus alone. It is a gift of God. We pray that you will come to believe in Jesus Christ and be born again and be saved. As we watch this video, I want it to uh, be at your heart's worship, be it your turning back to the source of our faith and the reason why everything is done in this house, the ministry, the outreach, uh, the pursuit of the, the men's ministry to the body of Christ, uh, families, marriages, all things we do, we do because Christ sincerely is concerned about these things and and he wishes that no man should perish but that everyone would pursue him let let all men see christ in our lives this year in our families and in our ministry let's go ahead and and look at this video again and just make it your heart's cry and then we'll dismiss ourselves in prayer <laughs> 